right, welcome into the Harvest Friends. We are here to bring you the confidence and clarity you need to be a disciple and make disciples in the everyday places of life. Once again, I'm Abigail and I'm joined by Andrew and Keith. Hey guys. Hey Abigail, good morning. What is going on? We're a colorful gang today. So. I, okay, you're wearing gray, dude. This is green, you can't see the green? green? This is totally okay. green. Well, it looks great on my computer. <laughs> Friends that are watching, please let us know in the comments what colors we're wearing. This is one of those, um, maybe like the what color is the dress type questions, oh, maybe? Man. I don't know. Uh, anyway, that was not the small talk that I had prepared. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's what we decided to discuss. Yeah, we are uh, we're all here, though. So, hey, everybody. And, oh, I forgot to turn the volume off. My phone. That's all right. As well. Okay. The show is live. It's happening. It's real, real world. Yes. It, it is all happening. Yeah. So, how are you guys doing? I saw on the social media that you guys had a cool dudes gathering this past weekend. Yeah, we did. We have, um, so I think this will be okay if we tell the, the quick story. So, some of the ladies, we, we have um, six families within our, our church group that are expecting kids. Um, here in the next um, few months, actually one just had their their baby, but five other uh, expecting mothers and fathers. So the ladies, the ladies thought that it would be a good idea for, I think they felt like the dads were maybe getting left out because there were all these um, baby showers happening. Um, so some of the, some of the ladies thought it would be a good idea if the dads did a baby shower and... So the uh, so what that cute. ended up being was getting the boxing pay per view to watch the Wilder Fury fight mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. having a lot of brats and burgers and mm-hmm. some beers and yep. some boxing yeah. and some boys because we we celebrated we were having babies. Oh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> No, it was a, it was a really good time. Actually, it was a really good time. We had a lot of fun awesome. with the guys that are part of the church. So That's it was, really cool. yeah. Thank you, one Franks. of these yeah. one of these dads right here. True, one of these six inbound, inbound. Uh, yeah, thanks, is. Franks. You guys did great. It was fun. Guys, it's happening really soon. We're gonna start a into the harvest countdown to Keith um, being a. He's already a dad, but he will be mm-hmm. a new dad, like yeah, newer baby go. dad. Right. So we'll see like all the dark circles under his eyes, and it'll <laughs> be like a real special time for us here on the show. <laughs> I'm excited. I can't wait. All right. Um, okay. So today, uh, to take it down a notch, we are talking talking about suffering, um, which is maybe a downer of a topic for you as a listener. But the reason was uh, maybe earlier at the beginning of the year when I was praying about the topics that I wanted to cover on our blog, on our website, um, I really specifically wanted to cover topics that maybe aren't talked about enough or at all. (laughs) And suffering was one that I came up with that I really felt like we needed to at least address here at Into the Harvest this year. Um, So I commissioned our good friend Karis Myers to write um, a couple of really awesome articles for us. The first one came out on Monday of this week. So if you have not read that already, 
um, after you listen to this, go check it out. It's really, really good. Um, she has a very long history of suffering with um, pretty severe health problems. And so I knew that she would really have some great insights for us. But I also thought it might be a good idea for us to just get into why this topic is so important over here on the podcast. So once again, we're kind of combining all of our mediums to hopefully give you a good um, overall picture of something. So that's what we're going to do today. And I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a really good conversation and, and very timely, I think. So we're going to get into that in a second. But first, of course, always have announcements. What are they, guys? Well, we're, we're continuing to encourage our listeners to sign up for our Harvest Highlights. It's a, a weekly email that we send out on Sundays, and it, it, um, it really captures some of the best resources or content that, that either we're producing or that we're aware of, um, either in the form of books or videos, sometimes podcasts, sometimes uh, this week we encouraged our community to to follow a certain account on social media that's very focused on uh, being being a disciple and and making disciples. So all of the content will be an encouragement to you, either in helping you follow Jesus or helping you know how to better make disciples and encourage others to follow him. So if if folks want to sign up for the Harvest Highlights email, I know several of you have um, several more this past week. So Hopefully, we'll continue to see uh, our community get behind that newsletter and sign up for that. You can do that, that by going to our website, intotheharvest.org slash newsletter, and putting in your email, and you'll be on the list to get the next edition of the Harvest Highlights. So hope folks will do that. And then, Keith, I know you had something for our listeners as well. Yes, please, guys. We, we really need your help. Uh, we want to get this podcast out there as many people as we can and uh, help inspire them, encourage them in the Lord. And one way we can do this is by reviews. So if you haven't given us a review yet, uh, we need those stars, five to be exact. That would be awesome and greatly appreciate it. But we really do want this to be more visible. So go to iTunes and uh, search into the harvest. And if you enjoy this show, please give us uh, that rating because that's going to help us out a lot. I just love those five stars. So yeah, make our week and uh, leave a comment. Give us the five stars. We love that. Um, And now let's transition into this topic of suffering. So I think um, maybe we need to start with a sort of definition of what we think suffering in the Lord might look like or what that is exactly. Um, And we may have some different definitions here within just the three of us. So I'm interested to see what you guys have to say as far as what you see suffering as. Yeah. When I was thinking about this one, Abigail, it it was kind of a challenging exercise, but also um, really helpful. When I think about suffering, the the thing that came to mind was to undergo uh, difficulty or hardship. And that can happen in a lot of different ways, but those are things that we don't want to do. We don't want to go through difficulties. We don't want to go through hardship. But at a, at a very basic level, when we go through difficulty, when we go through hardship, the experience that we have is one of suffering. And there can be different causes of that, and there are different degrees to suffering. But that seemed to be the best way that I could think of to try to, to capture 
you know, what, what does it mean to suffer? So what do you think, Lakeith? Did you, um, do you have some thoughts on? Yeah. On suffering. Mine is pretty similar, Andrew. I think, uh, I think if I had to sum it up into a really basic definition, I would say to, to cause extreme discomfort, you know, so whether that's emotionally or physically or with your health or spiritually, I think, um, depression, anxiety, there's a lot of, a lot of different forms of being extremely uncomfortable, um, and suffering, I think is, is the word for that. Um, I think everybody's susceptible to it. We're all going to go through it, but some are going to go through it a lot more than others. But I think it's a part of the process. And like, like you were saying, um, even when you think of athletes and what they put their body through to be at the top of their game and how much their uh, muscles have to suffer to see growth, I think it's a part of life in general. So, yeah, extreme uncomfort for, uh, for me, that would be my definition. Yeah, I, I agree. Absolutely. I think um, we in the West um, and particularly in the United States uh, probably have different types of suffering than other parts of the world. Um and I think it's really interesting to see how the Lord brings suffering to his people, even when we live in a culture where maybe we have, um, you know, food on the table or a roof over our heads. And of course, there, there are still people in the United States that still um, struggle with those things, too. Um, but I find it's interesting that we still have suffering even within a pretty opulent society where we have a lot of things and a lot of comforts. And yet there still seems to be a lot of suffering. And I think uh, mental health is definitely one of them. But also, I think that I've seen almost more and more um, areas of suffering like um, infertility or um, very serious illnesses or just, um, um, relationships that are broken and hurting. So those are like kind of different types of struggles, but, um, definitely have that same effect, I think. Um, and as a believer, we hope that that effect is to draw us closer to the Lord. So I'm going to kind of get into that. Um, and that kind of Maybe I fed into the next question a little bit too much, but it was, why would God want us to suffer? So I probably just gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> well, there may be multiple reasons yeah. to that. And I think there are multiple causes of suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what sometimes can make it difficult because when we think about suffering, at least for me, I, I think about probably the more extreme uh, pe- cases of, of suffering that I've either known personally or that I've read about or, or seen or you read about in the scriptures. And and then you can look at your own life and say, well, I, I have some difficulties, but I'm not going through something like that. And you can almost discount um, suffering. But I, I do think that there are, there are different degrees of suffering and they're all legitimate in a sense. They all count as suffering. And then there are different uh, sources or causes of, of suffering as well. And so the scriptures talk about persecution. And in the West, we may not, most of us don't experience persecution, any, any real persecution, certainly not from the, uh, the state or from our employers, maybe, probably more so within our families, uh, our immediate families or extended families. Um, if you come to faith and really begin to follow Jesus, then you might suffer opposition or persecution, uh, mild persecution within your family. But again, it doesn't tend to rise to the level of being fed to the lions. 
um, like the first century Christians. So, but so persecution can be one, um, but also there are there, there's suffering that comes just as part of life. I think of the guy who in John nine was born blind. And the disciples asked Jesus, uh, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus said it was neither uh, that his parents sinned or this man, but it was so that the glory of God could be revealed. And this guy was 40, 40 years old. So here was someone who had lived a life of suffering through, through no external cause except that he was born uh, unable to see. And so, you know, life will sometimes, like you mentioned, Abigail, uh, will experience uh, illness or events will happen to us, maybe the death of, of a close friend or a loved one, and we experience suffering. And so that's, that's kind of like a second way of suffering mm-hmm. besides persecution. So persecution and then just life throws us difficulties just in the course of life, believers, non-believers. Um, and then I think for those of us who are followers of Jesus, um, we're supposed to almost impose suffering on ourselves, and so we can maybe maybe we can talk about this a little bit more. But when Jesus, t- when when Jesus told people what it would take to follow him, the first thing that he said was that we would have to deny ourselves and take up our cross daily and follow him, and and that suffering is inherently part of being a follower of Jesus, and to choose to to go through difficulty or discomfort voluntarily um, is another level of suffering that maybe we'll get a chance to talk about uh, today. I, I think you asked about uh, why does God let us go through it? So I, don't, I don't know if I uh, quite touched on that, but but maybe we could uh, dig in, dig into that based on those different types of suffering. Right. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, um, I wanted to bring this up because we are going to be talking about the book by Francis Jan, which I recommended at the end of last year. And we're going to be talking about it over the next couple of weeks in different ways. And this episode was not one of those episodes, but I, um, actually when thinking about suffering was reminded of a passage from his book and it kind of plays into what you were just saying, Andrew, um, he was kind of listing the five pillars that the church kind of should stand upon. And the last one was suffering, the suffering of the body and that we should expect suffering. And boy, I was super, super convicted by that. Um, I think just naturally as humans, um, we are constantly looking for comfort <laughs> like in, in the easiest way, or maybe that's just me, but Nope. Either way, I was truly convicted because that is not something that I like to do. I try to find, you know, the easiest way. And I really do believe that that taking up of the cross that we are called to do as believers um, is going to call us into into suffering, actually. Um, and I, I think that the Lord isn't doing that out of like an, a meanness or, you know, just to I don't know, be cool because we're all sinners or something, but because he knows it is for our good and for his glory. And so it's something that we can expect, but also delight in. Um, I actually wrote about that passage about the blind man in my book, Plug. I'm going to do it right now. (laughs) Have you read The Day Between, A Memoir of Miracles? Um, I talk about that passage in my book. And the thing that really struck me when I was reading it at the time that I was going through that hard thing was, um, was that it was worth it. 
that the 40 years of him being blind were worth it for being completely healed by the son of God. And I'm pretty sure that when we meet him in heaven, he, and we ask him like, was it worth it to be blind for 40 years? Like, I, I like bet all my money on it, that he would Hmm. say that it was a hundred percent worth it. And I think a lot of times our suffering ends in a closeness with Jesus that we would never have experienced if we hadn't gone through the suffering. We just don't have that same kind of like, um, I don't know. We don't, we don't value it in the same way that God does. We have to just trust him in that. Anyway, I probably got off. We're just really going off track today. Hopefully (laughs) you've got some good stuff. Keith, you want to take us even further down? (laughs) No, it's okay. I'll I'll try to keep this one uh, concise because that question is big. Why would God allow suffering? And uh, it kind of reminds me of, to paint the picture a little bit, you're at the mall and you look at the map and it says you are here, you know, and that gets you oriented, you know, and I think uh, that's huge for us in this lifetime. I think that we put, most people put all their eggs in this basket, like this life is all that we have. That's just not true. You know, like we all know there's something beyond the grave. So I think uh, God in a small part allows suffering because he wants us to keep our eyes on a prize, like enduring uh, this short lifetime that we have, Let's say at best we we maybe get 80 years. Like, what's that in comparison with eternity? So I think uh, similar to what you were saying, Abby, that it's just going to be worth it. Like, we're going to spend the rest of our lives with God, you know. So uh, enduring right now, and and I'm not, I'm not trying to minimize the pain or the, the way you feel, but just know that uh, mm-hmm. on, the other sta- on the other side of it, it's worth it. I agree with that totally, Abby, that it's worth it. So something that came up just this week, um, I was – talking with a friend who had had just a pretty huge disappointment of um, a job disappointment. And I said, um, man, because she was going to be sent to a place that she did not want to go. And I said, man, God must really, really love you. And she like looked at me really weird. (laughs) And maybe that was the wrong thing to say in the moment. But um, we had already spent the whole evening talking about how this place that she didn't want to go was going to be hard in these different spiritual ways. And, um, and so it just felt like, man, the fact that he loves them enough to take them into that environment and so that they can grow in ways that they never would any other way, um, just shows his love for us. So he never just allows us to stay um, dormant or you know, not growing. If we're following him and seeking him and want to grow, then he will make a way for that to happen. And a lot of times it is through an uncomfortable path. I don't know if she would have said that it's going to be suffering necessarily, but it's definitely not what they wanted as a family. And I think um, just seeing how, uh, and it hasn't happened yet, but I, I know that the Lord will use that whole uncomfortable scenario that they will be in um, to really put them under that, that good pressure. Uh, I think it's, um, Corrington Boone, or maybe it's Amy Carmichael. Let me just throw out all my missionary names. It's going to be one of them. But uh, she talks about um, how a how gold is made to be the sparkly gold that we see today, and it is be under intense pressure and hotness under fire, and that is how you get shiny sparkly gold. Um, but it has to be under that intense pressure and furnace to get to that. So I think for a lot of us, um, that's, that's what our struggles are. It's, it's that 
intense pressure and fire no one wants to get through. So that would be probably my biggest reason for why we are all in yeah, some I've state actually, of suffering. I've actually got a, a verse for that, Abigail, as I was um, thinking about this topic and in our conversation. There's a verse in Proverbs 17, verse 3, that says, The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests hearts. And it fits right in with what you were just saying, that this is one of the best uh, um, parallels for suffering. Peter talks about this in First Peter chapter 1 as well, is, is that um, the furnace that God uses to refine us and to, to transform us um, and to prove our faith is suffering. And uh, so this verse in Proverbs is a good example of that as well. Verse, yeah, Go some ahead. verses I really like um, on suffering are uh, found in First Samuel in this chapter thirty, and it's really that whole chapter. But at the beginning, uh, David find himself finds himself in, in a pickle, guys. He's uh, he's on the run. He's coming back from battle. Uh, he doesn't get accepted. He mm-hmm. comes back. Everything's ravaged. Like his home's burning. His family's not there. His men are ready to stone him. I mean, even to kill him. And I uh, couldn't rely on his emotions. He's all beat up. But I think verse 6 says that uh, he strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And I think as you're going through suffering, like um, knowing where to turn is huge. Because like like David, he couldn't turn to his family. They weren't there. It wasn't their fault. Like they got taken. He couldn't depend on the circumstances. His house was burned down. His friends were ready to turn on him. But uh, David found strength. In the Lord his God. So I think that's huge. Like it didn't say how he did it or the the way he did it, but he did it. And um the last verse is maybe Romans eight eighteen. And it talks about suffering and it says that for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So having that long term perspective with suffering is it is key. Yeah, absolutely. I think endurance just fits right in with suffering and and so much of conversation as a believer. Um, and I, I had a whole list of verses and then I was coming to sit here in the seat to do this podcast. And I passed by this little card that's hanging up behind me for those watching YouTube. And uh, it was something that I had written for myself um, during my last Bible that I was reading. Um, and I know that because of the version that it is in, but um, so But when I read it, I've read James many times, and you probably, as I start it, will know which verse I'm talking about. But because of this version, it changed the whole meaning for me. So I'm going to read it to you, and then I'll explain. Okay, so I also changed the wording here as well, and you're going to catch it. Blessed is the woman. So it it totally said man, so I changed it. (laughs) Um, Blessed is the woman who remains steadfast under trial, or when she has stood the test, she will receive the crown of life. So in most versions, it says temptation there, and that's James one twelve. Um, but when you look at the word and what the word means, it means facing anything that's hard for us as you know to to withstand. And a lot of times that will be temptation. Um, but in this version, I felt like by saying trial, it really, really covered a lot of ground. But it's worth throwing out there that sometimes our sin can be can be the suffering that we're under, um, and the good news is that we have hope in Jesus, even in that particular struggle 
and suffering. And so it was a really great promise that I'm going to receive the crown of life, which is promised to those who love him. So um, I'll just hang it back up for myself. <laughs> but uh, I just thought that um, at the time, I, I did feel like I was really under a pressure cooker. Um, just, uh, and a lot of it had to do with, with sin in my life of, um, just my attitude and my quick temper and my tendency to speak before I think. Um, and so it was just a really, uh, hard season. Like I was feeling, uh, a lot of struggle and, and suffering under my own sin. And so just a reminder that even in that environment, the Lord is teaching us. And helping us get through that, um, that sometimes it isn't just like a, a second where, you know, then our sin is just totally gone and, you know, hallelujah. <laughs> but there can be a, a real struggle on our part having to, to take up our cross every day. So life of the believer is filled with all kinds of types of suffering. Um, but I do think it's how we face it and that we are talking about it in a way that we're going to expect it. I expect expect that in my life. I don't expect just roses and you know blessing all over the place. Um, so maybe we could share a few personal examples from our life that might be helpful for our listeners, watchers. Would you guys be up for that? Yeah. Yeah. I think what you said is true that we need to expect it and embrace it. As I was thinking of personal experiences of suffering there, there have been really two periods of time for me personally that um, were were stretches, difficult stretches. One was when I was younger, between the ages of 17 and 20. Um, I was out on my own for the first time. I had I'd heard pieces of the gospel for sure based on my upbringing, but I was not following Jesus. I did not have a uh, connection with him at that time. And I was living out of state didn't really know um, a whole lot of people. And, you know, I, I've often said that between the ages of 17 and 20, you know, those were the loneliest years of my life. And for different reasons, I didn't have a lot of contact with my family at that time. My family was going through some things. And so they were sort of preoccupied with what was going on in the local area. And so everyone just assumed that I was doing okay, but I was really struggling um, with discouragement, depression, loneliness. Um, and yeah, without going, I well, maybe I should go into a little bit of detail. There, there was a girl involved there. So, um, that relationship went South. Um, yeah, just for a lot of reasons, I was really struggling to, to figure out what, where, where, where were the bright spots in life? And looking back now, I know that I truly believe that God used that to prepare me because at the end of that three years, he brought someone into my life who invited me to begin reading the Bible. And I was motivated to do that. Um, so I'm not sure I would have been as, as ready or as interested in seeking out um, the Lord if I had not gone through, you know, three years of, of hardship. And then another period for me was um, really just about five years ago, maybe six, six years ago, um, my father passed away and, and we had just moved down here to San Diego. Um, we were wrestling with what the Lord might want us to do for the next chapter. And, um, I had a friend, a, a close friend in ministry that I've been partnering with 
and we ended up going different directions. Not We're both walking with the Lord, but things didn't play out the, the way that we thought that they would. And so, again, there was a lot of disappointment and discouragement, maybe even just confusion. But again, um, what I think the Lord brought out of that was into the harvest. But it, it wasn't fun to go through it. And I think, um, you know, Abby, maybe we'll just share um, our last point as well, like how to endure and grow since we're running a little short on time. Um, I think part of what helped me during both of those stages um, was to get into the scriptures. That's what helped pull me out of the first um, period of suffering. And that's what I think helped me walk through the the second period of two or three years of, of uh, disappointment and uh, confusion. It's to, it's to know the scriptures and to stay in them, even when life doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. uh, because life will definitely have stretches where you're not sure what the Lord is doing. And that can be part of what what frustrates us with suffering with Job. One of the biggest frustrations for him, I think, is just why is this happening? Where is this going? Um, why is God allowing this? And and to stay in the scriptures is something that has helped me endure and walk through those times of difficulty. The second thing I would say is to wrestle with God. It's okay, again, with, with Job, it's okay to ask God those difficult questions Um even though you may not get the answers as quickly as, as you want to. Um, I think that's the second part is just to not deny the, the suffering, but to really seek God and to wrestle with, with him and to ask him to, to guide you and to show you the way forward. So, um, yeah, those are some examples for me. And Keith, I know you've had some, some challenges throughout mm-hmm. life. So do you have any personal examples of suffering? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest one, um, I think for me, it's just, you know, for those who may know my testimony, we endured a lot of like loss early in life and uh, some really close relatives. And I think, I think the big thing for me, even as a kid was just the triggers going back to it, you know? So uh, when I was eight, my mom passed away from tuberculosis and walking pneumonia and it was very sudden. It it was like, uh, she was sick. We thought she was going to get better. And then, you know, mom's gone. So, um, you know, having to give her a kiss for the last time in her casket was very like it was. Yeah, it was something I'll never forget. Like even as a kid, like I I can go back to that moment at any time. But I think what was really hard was, you know, growing up that way and people asking like, so where's your mom? You know, or like, how's your, how's your mom? You know, and having to, you know, I guess man up and answer those questions. It felt like um, I didn't ask God why the whole time, but you know, when people ask like, Hey, you know, like, it did kind of make me think like, well, why, why couldn't I grow up with a mom? But um, I think God totally redeemed that in a lot of ways. And now being married with a family and getting to know the Strouds and having Andrew as a father figure and then Cindy to see her be a mom. If you know, Cindy Stroud, she's probably the most mom, mom you'll ever meet, you know? So, uh, we have a great example for our family. And, and I think God did use that. He, he used that pain to uh, really make me rely on him like David. Where It's like, man, you don't have anything. You're, you're going to lean on God. So that would be my advice is to cling to God and to cling to one of his promises, you know, that the sufferings are not going to be compared with the glory that's going to be revealed. And that's like, find your promise with God and cling to that because it can. You can walk through it with God. So That's really good. Man, you guys know I don't ever cry. I just have a feeling of tears. How God redeemed um, that in your life and gave you some cool people to step into that role. 
it's really, it's really great. Ooh, okay. Um, I, I think, um, I mean, I've talked about probably the biggest suffering that I've had as an adult. Um, I ended up writing a book about it. So, um, that's old news. But, um, I do remember in that season, um, particularly after we lost, um, our daughter Priscilla, we were really trying to fight for our daughter Tabitha's life. Um, there was, this one um, particularly hard night where Tabitha's heart rate kept decelerating and um, they kept just losing her heart rate. And so they were like, if this happens anymore, then we're going to have to go in and get her. I think we had made it, I believe that was 28 weeks. So it was still very early. And um, I just remember they decided to roll me into uh, labor and delivery. So I would just basically be ready to go to deliver if it happened again. And I remember being rolled down the hall and I remember just praying <laughs> and just feeling like nothing. And just, you know, backstory is that, you know, we'd already lost a daughter and felt the Lord's presence so, so clearly and just in that hard space. And we'd already, you know, faced some huge, huge um, diagnosis for Tabitha. And once again, the Lord had just been there just so strongly in those moments. And here I was being like willed to labor and delivery. And I'm just like begging God, please help the situation. And like, where are you? And I did not feel him at all. <laughs> and um, I just remember like just texting a few people that I knew would then pass it on. I'm just like, please pray. Please, please pray for me. Like, I feel so, so alone right now. And I had people staying with me throughout this whole process. The person staying with me that particular night was not really a believer. And so I couldn't even really rely on them in that spiritual way. But um, just knowing that there were people praying for me uh, was just really, really helpful in that moment. I really could not feel the presence of the Lord. And that can actually feel worse than anything. <laughs> um, uh, so that's maybe something that I would also say, like if you're in the pit to where you've gotten to a place where you know you, your faith isn't gone, you still believe that God is there, but you just can't feel him. Um, and probably a lot of you know what I'm talking about. Um, then that is when it is totally okay to ask for other people to hold us up and to pray for us and to speak truth over us and um, to to be that for us when we can't do it ourselves. Um, and I think that's okay. I think that's part of being the body of Christ. Uh, I, I definitely then um, just to fill in the rest of that story, I really didn't feel the Lord that whole night. It was the worst night of my life, probably, or one of them. <laughs> um, just like, I basically was up all night, you know, just like listening to the heart monitor but we made it all the way to the next day and she, her heart just kept beating like quickly oh. the whole way. And that was totally a miracle because honestly, babies at 28 weeks, their hearts decelerate, even a perfectly healthy baby. So it was truly miraculous. Um, but still like I truly couldn't feel it. Uh, it wasn't until years later when I was writing this book and I was trying to write it from a perspective of, you know, where was Jesus during my hardship? Um, I got to that section and I genuinely had it was, didn't know how to write it because I had not felt the Lord in that whole time. And I knew he'd been there, but I couldn't write it because I did not know how. And the Lord gave me just this amazing picture of where he was in that moment. And it was 
it was truly incredible. Like he, he really, and it was probably two to three years later and he took me right back. Like I felt like I was in that room again, except this time he showed me where he was. So mm -hmm. I won't go into more on that, but just to say that so even if you feel like you can't find Jesus in your situation, just know that he is there and um, you can rely on others to help you through that. So um, that's what the Lord has provided those people for. All right, so we're like officially out of time. This is definitely a topic that we will be returning to on our blog for sure. So at least once a month for the next several months, we will be having an article on suffering. Um, the one that's up there right now is about how the Lord has comforts us so that we can comfort others. And it's really, really good. So if you haven't checked that out, please do so. And then just be looking for um, just these other articles that are going to be coming your way in the next few months. They're going to be really great. I'm so grateful for Karis and just her heart for listening to the Lord and her own suffering. So we're grateful for her. And thank you guys for sharing um, today. This is a really, I think, needful podcast, uh, podcast um, YouTube video, whatever, whatever we do here. <laughs> thank you for this episode. Uh, and thanks, guys. And if you're listening and you liked it and you of someone who maybe really needs a episode on suffering, please pass it on to them. We'd appreciate it. And thanks again, guys. As always, it was a pleasure. Bye. Bye, Ebs. Thanks for being part of our community. If you find this podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. Or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible. 